What is up, Thrive Fam? CJ Finley here again with a solo episode. And today I'm going to be reading a page from the book, The Road Less Stupid. It is nine days into 2024. A lot of people are asking themselves, what's their resolutions? What's their goals? And what I believe a lot of people should actually be working towards is clarity on what they want from their life, who they need to become to get what they want from their life, and why they're doing any of it in the first place. And there's a chapter in this book, chapter eight, called Generalizations Kill Clarity that I think would hit home with a lot of my listeners. It hit home with me. So I'm going to read it here, and I'm hoping that several of these sentences and paragraphs and words will hit home with you, and you can use them to set yourself up for a solid 2024. So here we go. Generalizations Kill Clarity. The primary reason most goals are never achieved and most budgets are never attained is because they are hollow, generalized statements of hope and not rigorous, non-negotiable standards, plans, and measurable drivers. Here it is on your bumper sticker. So in this book, he writes bumper stickers. I really like this concept. Basically, he creates short sentences and words to help you memorize them. So here it is on a bumper sticker. Generalizations kill clarity. Clarity equals power. Power is the ability to act. Whenever there is weak, ineffective, or no action, it is usually a result of a lack of clarity and or accountability. A board of directors is great at filling this role. Most business owners and management teams are ineffective because they tend to use fluffy, glossy, generalized hand-waving as a substitute for a measurable, quantifiable plan. Here's a quote. I see no reason why we shouldn't be at $2 million in revenue by next quarter. Is an effective way to deceive yourself into believing you have an actual visible target on the wall you are aiming at. Although they appear to be insightful at first glance, the following phrases are equally fluffy and meaningless. So I'm just going to read a few off here, not all of them, because he lists like over 20. I'll know it when I see it. I'm trusting that. Get the support of dot, dot, dot. Make progress on dot, dot, dot. My intention is to dot, dot, dot. We hope to achieve dot, dot, dot. Vague or wishful thinking is analogous to shooting a bullet at a wall, then painting a bullseye around the wall and awarding yourself a gold medal for your marksmanship. Expert snipers paint the target first and then fire the bullet. I'm going to reread this because this is the one that hit me when I was reading this. Vague or wishful thinking is analogous to shooting a bullet at a wall, then painting a bullseye around the hole and awarding yourself a gold medal for your marksmanship. Expert snipers paint the target first and then fire the target. They know the contest is won or lost by their ability to hit the target, not their ability to airbrush the result after the fact. I love this. How many areas in our life do we half-ass it? And one of those, I think a lot of people, including myself over the years, half-ass essentially creating a plan for the year and then sticking to that plan. We don't want to create the plan because then we can say that we basically hit whatever the goal was rather than saying we failed. So if you shoot really high right now, if you set a goal and set a standard that's really high, you could fail at it and then you have to own up to that. Or if you don't set a goal, you can basically later on down the line paint the bullseye around whatever it is that you're doing and say, oh, I hit what I said I was going to do. That's essentially what he's talking about. So to further go along with this, he goes, a statement of a plan should sound something like this. 
Here are the specific measurable steps I'm taking, broken down by week, and the milestones, timelines, resources, and personal calendar time I am committing to reach the $2 million in revenue this next quarter. These are the names of each lead in our funnel. This is who and how many I will call on this quarter. Here's the conversion percentage I will achieve. This is the monetary value of each transaction. Here are the exact things I will do and the specific results I will generate to make certain we achieve our $2 million target. I'll be reporting on these three specific measurable things, A, B, and C, next week, and you should hold me accountable for achieving all three. Can you see the difference? Well, you're listening to me, so can you hear the difference between this statement of a plan and the earlier proclamation, I see no reason why we shouldn't be at $2 million of revenue by next quarter? We live in a world where accountability and measuring are feared and avoided. I'm going to reread this one too. This one hit me. We live in a world where accountability and measuring are feared and avoided. If you listen to any of my podcasts, sometimes I talk about the AAA method that I use, which is awareness, action, accountability. I talk about how most people are aware of what they should and could be doing in their days. Some of them even take action towards those. They, they basically are aware. They take some action, but nine out of 10 people, they don't hold themselves accountable and they don't pay for accountability. So they don't hire the coach. They don't have the consultant. They don't build the team that'll hold them accountability. And that's essentially what he's talking about here. We live in a world where accountability and measuring are feared and avoided. A lack of progress is excused because of heartfelt justifications such as, quote, you don't understand. I had this distraction. There was this unforeseen emergency. We tried really hard. Something came up. They just weren't in the buying mood. This was harder than I thought it was going to be. My situation is complicated. The dog ate my dot, 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 unquote. As one of my original mentors told me years ago when I tried to explain why I'd missed a critical deadline, quote, Keith, good intentions do not achieve results. You have just given me some great excuses, but no good reason why you missed having this ready for me. Unquote. Ouch. Lesson learned. I will remind you that creating the plan does not cause the outcome to miraculously materialize. In fact, the actual plan will likely be missed. But having a specific measurable plan enables you to have the optics required to see the deviations in real time and course correct accordingly. A delicious meal is a direct result of following a specific recipe during the preparation, not envisioning the guests' applause after they've eaten it. When the food doesn't turn out as planned, you know the recipe was not followed. Another quote that I love right here, I'm gonna repeat it because again, this one hit me. A delicious meal is a direct result of following a specific recipe during the preparation, not envisioning the guest's applause after they've eaten it. When the food doesn't turn out as planned, you know the recipe was not followed. But how many of you have zero recipes for what you're doing in your everyday life? Think about that. Without a specific recipe, how can you anticipate what ingredients to buy and what cooking utensils you must use in the kitchen prior to starting to cook? In business, these ingredients and utensils are called human resources, training, investment capital, and equipment. Asian fusion at a five-star restaurant is very different from chili cheese dogs at a ballpark, but both can be called dinner. A plan is always executable. Think cookbook or Google Maps. The key questions to ask in preparing to create your plan always start with how, what, or who. How will we achieve this outcome? What specific activities are required to be performed? Who is going to perform then? What are our standards of performance? 
What are the critical drivers that must be consistently executed to achieve this outcome? How frequently must these critical activities be measured and reported to be successful? Who owns this outcome? Here it is on a bumper sticker. Glossy and fluffy are always safe and always produce mediocre. Specifics and accountability require courage. A plan without specificity of deliverables and dates is a fantasy. Accountability should never be feared. It is the mother of great. He also has this thing called thinking time, which he wants you to think on these different questions. So I'm going to end right here with his thinking time at the end of this chapter. How do I need to rework our plans and budgets to make them granular and measurable? What is the specific recipe I need to create to make certain the outcome we have stated is achieved? What are the specific activities and milestones we must hit in order to stay on track with our stated deliverables? Who specifically is accountable and responsible for achieving each outcome? What are the dashboards I need to create to make sure we are measuring the critical drivers and making corrections based on our performance? If you're an individual that has a business and you're listening to this, a lot of those last points will apply. However, if you're an individual who does not own a business or hasn't created a side hustle or anything like that, you can use everything I was talking about in your everyday life as well, just as a life performance tool. What he's really saying throughout that entire process is you need to have some sort of structured plan so that when you look back on the month, the quarter, the year, you can then determine, did the plan work? Did it not work? And how to iterate moving forward. Our future is predicated on what we do today. So when we get to the future, we can then look back and say, oh, that plan worked because X, Y, Z, or that plan didn't work because of A, B, C. That'll allow us to determine in the present moment to make better plans, better strategies, more accountability so that our future looks better and better and better year over year. So don't let 2024 pass you by without creating that plan and then holding yourself accountable to showing up and going after and attacking the plan. And then if you need to adapt and iterate along the way, great. But don't be winging your every day. Your life is way more worth it than to just wake up and wing it. You should be thinking about what type of life you want to live this year, five years from now, 10 years from now. And when your 85-year-old self is riding off into the sunset, what do you want to say that you did in your life? It all starts with the plans that we are creating in this very moment. This is CJ Finley with the Thrive On Life Podcast. Thrive on, y'all.